The urban legend is, if you say his name five times while looking in the mirror, he appears in the reflection and kills you. Who would do that? Candyman. 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 Well, we're still alive. <laughs> Let's go. Trina, you broke the door. feel really connected to this neighborhood. Cabrini Green, it was the projects. I just moved in around the corner. The old candy factory. I'm an artist. You looking for candy man. He's the monster that's part of this neighborhood. Why are you drawn to this? I'm hoping to spread the story all about Candyman. The mirror invites you to summon him. You should say his name. I dare you. Candyman. 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 Don't. Don't say that. Candyman. I think I made a mistake. I brought him back. Something's happening to me. He had a purpose for you to be another one of his terrible stories. I guess he found me. I am the writing on the wall. The sweet smell of blood. Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have our official review for Candyman. This is the 2021 version of the movie, not the 1992 version. This is, I guess, is after seeing the movie. It's a sequel to that movie. So we'll get into everything. Before we get into the review, I am joined by some special guests. First from the Cinemania World team, we have Alyssa. Alyssa, hello. Hey, I'm curious to see how many times we managed to uh, invoke and conjure up Candyman today during this review. Hopefully nobody's recording in a room with mirrors. <laughs> well, I'm like looking around. I'm, I'm good for right now. Actually, no, I'm not. There's one right over there in the corner. But um, yeah, and lastly, everyone, we are joined from the Cinemania World team. We have Colby Mack. Colby, hello, sir. I am the writing on the wall. All the time, it can never just be like yo yo yo. Do your normal your normal. Shit. Yo yo yo, what up? It's your boy Kobe Mack, and I'm blah, blah, blah. I like I like how you added your own effect at the end there. I don't have that kind of equipment, so nice to hear from you, sir. How you doing? How you been? I just made it back from New Orleans, and I made it back alive. New Orleans, how was it? Um, you well, just because. Well, I was gonna go, um, just to kind of go, and I had no idea until literally when I landed. And I'm on Twitter. I'm like, hey, you know, Big Cobes in the Big Easy. Um, send me some big recommendations of things to do. And then the tweets came saying, 
well, we recommend you turn your ass around because there's a hurricane coming. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and I checked the weather app, which I was checking the entire of the week. All it said was rain. And I'm looking for, you know, I know what an icon of a hurricane looks like. And I was nowhere on my app. I had no emails saying, oh, by the way, uh, watch out for a hurricane that was supposed to be like, oh, it could be a tropical storm. Next thing you know, it's a category three, possibly. Now it's been upgraded to a predicted category four at landfall. So I was supposed to leave from New Orleans tomorrow morning, which if I would have, I would have been like underneath water. Um, so oh it took God. a very, very long time to find a way to get out, but I'm out and I'm back in the A. Um, I feel bad for everybody else that's there. So anyone who's listening that's in New Orleans, please be safe. Um, say your prayers. I mean, oh, that sounds bad when you say say your prayers. Just be well, safe. <laughs> um, yeah, I said to my dad, I didn't even know until you told me earlier. So that's kind of crazy. But um, all right, everyone, we are going to be talking about uh, Candyman. This is the 2021 uh, version of the film. It was directed by Nia DaCosta, uh, written by Nia DaCosta and Jordan Peele. And it starred, of course, Yaya Abdul-Mateen II, then Tiana Paris, uh, Coleman Domingo. And then uh, the, the story that follows is right off of IMDb. A sequel to the horror film Candyman 1992 that returns to the now gentrified Chicago neighborhood where the legend began. Very vague kind of bio on IMDb, but that is what they gave me. So before we get into my thoughts, I want to go into you guys' thoughts. I will start with you, Colby. What did you think of Candyman? Yo, I think that I just watched the coolest and dopest looking ghost story I've ever seen in my entire life put on screen. Um, It was great from start to finish. And it could be like just my own, you know, um, with my relation to... Candyman and it being the Black Freddy Krueger. So he yeah. was always a big deal to me. Um, so having this be not only what I thought would be a spiritual sequel, but like an actual sequel, it was able to grow the mythos of this monster, te- you know, terror. Also be able to talk about some really um, interesting uh, uh, social commentary uh, throughout the film. Um, Nia DaCosta's direction is fantastic. I love the performances. I love the music, the mood. This is a much more bloodier and gory experience than I ever could have imagined. Um, and I was completely enthralled by it. Yes, it's really short. I got no idea why this movie is only 91 minutes, right? Um, and it definitely Ooh. feels like that there is, you know, maybe like 10 to 20 minutes that's missing from the film. But that did not take away from the film's overall effectiveness on me. Um, I love the story. I love growing uh, th- this uh, this this ghost story, and I found it to be a great time. Uh yeah, I agree with um, mostly everything that you said. But uh, let's go into Alyssa's thoughts. I think her thoughts are a little different. So let's go to Alyssa. <laughs> what did you think? So um, I I did like this movie, but I realized mm-hmm. that based on how much Colby liked it and how much I know you liked it, I'm going to sound like very negative uh, among you guys on this review. But I do want to say right off the bat that I did like this movie. I enjoyed it. Um, and so I I really love the original film, right? The 1992 film. Same. And so um, I... You know, I I think this one did some interesting things as a continuation of that, right? I was very curious about how it was going to connect. I knew it was a sequel, but it it kind of it kind of borders almost on a reboot at times, but then has these sequel qualities, and so I think that's a really interesting uh, thing. Uh, I agree with Colby that um, 
uh, Nia DaCosta's direction is really good in this film. Um, mm-hmm. I also think the cinematography is excellent. Uh, the visuals here are probably actually my favorite aspect of the movie. Um, there's so many uh, really interesting shots with with camera movement and kind of unusual and sort of disorienting camera angles that are used oh God, uh, in, in so ways, obsessed. yeah, in ways that just really kind of you know, push forward that uh, kind of uneasiness and sort of the um, more psychological elements of this film. And so I, I really love that. I mean, geez, even the opening, you know, the upside down, like foggy cityscape uh, during the title sequence that like, yeah, that was just amazing. Um, and so I, I like that. I like that it's a continuation of the story. I like how they kind of tie things together. Um, I'm really uh, excited that they were able to do some filming in the uh, the remnants, right? The remaining uh, pieces of Cabrini Green. Um, so they filmed at the, uh, the the row houses that still exist. So I thought that was really great, um, considering mm-hmm. they couldn't, you know, still film at the Cabrini Green uh, high rises because uh, they were demolished a decade ago. Um, and, and, you know, like Colby said, it was surprisingly gory. I was totally not expecting how much body horror there was going to be in this movie. So that was great. Um, Ooh, however, yeah. I do think that <laughs> the script uh, was not the strongest. Um, I think that the story and the plot that were kind of presented with feel... Um, I feel like they weren't given the attention that they were given in the first movie, right? It, it seems like, you know, both films, the, the original and this one, are very thematically dense, right? There are so many um, important themes and relevant themes that are in this movie uh, and, and ones that I certainly think are worthy of being in this film and being a major component However, it seems like the themes here were really pushed front and center, almost at the expense of some of the story and and things kind of making sense and tying things together. It doesn't feel as cohesive and interwoven as the original film did. Um, And so it feels like the the story and kind of the plot aspects are more of an afterthought in this one, which was a little little disappointing to me. Um, And and I agree with Colby that it feels like there's like 10 or 20 minutes missing from this movie, especially between like the second and third acts. I imagine we're going to talk about the third act in a little bit, but there's kind of there's a disconnect there and it feels like we're missing a chunk of the film. And I think it kind of comes back to the writing and the fact that the, the story and plot kind of weren't the main focus of this film. I, I think I, I think I agree with uh, both your, both your points uh, actually. Like I loved the, the movie. I, okay. So I loved, uh, how long would you guys say the, the third act was like about 20 minutes, 15 minutes? Yeah, like, probably 15 Okay, yeah, it's, so, it's, a, it's a very short third act. I mean, okay. I, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm trying to so, think, what, when, when do you think it, it starts without spoiling? Oh, shit. Like, I don't know. Probably like, when they get to the church. Like, that's, that's where it's right. That's like, a very, that's a very, so that would be, that would make it probably the shortest third act in film history. Yeah. There's a cut, the movie, right? Runtime for yes. the movie, what is it? Like an hour 50? Hour? No, 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 no. no 91 no. minutes. Yeah. And that's, that's including credits. Isn't that's it? including credits. That's, that's, and I will say the credits are are pretty short. There's a laundry. There, there's a scene at, that's at a laundromat. That's where I feel like it, 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 there's there's it's it's one of the only long cuts in the. Yes. Hold on one, hold on one second. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so like a okay, so I agree I, with I him. Was... I know where he's he's kind of going with that, or I think I know where he's yeah, going yeah, with that. Yeah. That yeah, that yeah. laundromat scene, and then it cuts to this other church scene. And I think that is the break. That is the point. Like we're kind of getting the end of the second act in that laundromat mm. scene and it's building up. And then all of a sudden we get this cut and it's something very, very different. And that it feels like that is the, the, the break between the second so, and third act to me. So that is what I would say. I love the movie for, I loved an hour and 15 minutes of the movie. Is what I'll say. <laughs> I'm not saying I, I hated the third act. I just I just thought it was so rushed and random, and it didn't really make sense to me. Uh, I saw this movie with my mom, and she just was confused as the ending <laughs> as well, and so was I. Like usually, I'm like, "Mom, well, let me. Will this happen?" No, no, no. But at the ending, I was like, "What?" But before I get before we get into the end, we we can talk about it at the end of the uh, like going full spoilers at the end of the show. Um, well, at the end of the review, you know, kind of how we do most of our reviews and whatnot. But before we get into that, I want to talk about what I loved. What I loved, what I loved, what I loved, what I loved over everything was the directing of the movie. It was. Mm -hmm. These shots are so... I love me some good camera work when it comes to horror. I think Hereditary does that great as well. And I think Get Out does that really, really, really good too. Mm -hmm. I just love the panning of things. Uh, um, I love the subtlety of things. I, I love when horror doesn't beat you. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't like put everything in your face. Like, so there's a lot of instances where, um, you know, we, we have a lot of, a lot of mirror, like trickery yes. in the movie. And I love that. And not, not just with Candyman, with other characters that I really, really loved. Um, Nia DaCosta, she directed this thing and, and it was from a directing standpoint, I thought it was excellent. I thought somebody yeah. on Twitter said that it was, the directing was weird or whatever. I was like, what are you talking about? I, I think, yeah, like, state yeah, your I credentials, think, homie, before you, you know, open her, your mouth. Her directing was fantastic. It makes me super excited for the Marvels. Uh, but she directed this movie where, like you said, Alyssa, the opening, the opening kind of pan uh, credits, kind of what they open with, or just like some of the panning shots so, and even of, the like, choice to invert the studio logos at the yes. beginning of the film and as a mirror reflection it automatically puts you like off kilter and for a lot of folks in my audience they're like wait yeah. is, is is something wrong with the projector i was wondering like, how <laughs> how it was with other people because i i saw it my theater wasn't super full but there were people who were like out loud complaining already like at the beginning they were like yes. something's wrong and like people were leaving <laughs> assumingly to go like complain <laughs> that, that the, the image was reversed Reverse. And I'm watching this. I'm like, did you guys not see the trailers? Like, they did this same thing in the trailers. Yeah, but... oh my god! It's uh, <laughs> I just thought the use of all that was really, really cool. I thought one of the one of my one of my favorite kills in the movie, uh, because at the end of the day, it's a horror movie slash slasher yes. movie. At one of my favorite kills was you know the studio the studio kill with the with the couple. Um, I mm -hmm. love that because you never really see Candyman himself. You just see the you he's like you know you see him through the mirrors, and I loved all of that mm -hmm. kind of usage. And a lot of people get upset when these movies are like rebooted or remade or sequel, and they you know what I mean like in in modern times. But I think I love the idea because it gets it gives us a, a chance to modernize these movies and use the technology that we didn't have back in the day. So I do get excited for upcoming horror sequels like Exorcist and see, seeing what they can do now with all the technology that we have. And the mirror stuff was so good. The wide panning of shots was so good. Um, I said on Twitter, one of my favorite kills. Um, the pull out at the, the condo. 
I loved yes. that. I just loved yeah. it so much. Somebody was like, "Oh, why wouldn't you shoot?" I'm like, "Bro, it's art. It just looks. It just looks really good. I I love that." And um, you know what? I, you know what's crazy with that shot? I'm sorry, Dwayne. Yeah. Like, when it pulls out, it takes its time. It doesn't happen right away. Like you, you start pulling out, and like my eyes immediately trying to look at like other like you know um, like yeah, other so windows and the condos, and then slowly, if you linger back to that particular apartment, then you kind of see it. Like it, it, it's the timing is like really really good with the kills, and that's the like ultimately right when you're talking about horror slasher movies, like you have to make your movie monster make sense, and you have to make sure the mm-hmm. kills make sense, and like yeah, for sure. all all the th- all the kills that are inside this movie. They're done really, really well. They're as like bloody and gory and memorable as the kills in Scream. That's what that. That's what I got. Yeah, and I when I when I when I when I'm going into a movie that's like paranormal, like monster kind of paranormal type of stuff, I always look at look at the entire shot when it's, when it's, something's on screen. What 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 a lot of directors do, you know, for audiences is that you know everything has to be kind of in your face, but. A lot of subtle directors like Mike Flanagan's great for this when he does the you know the um the Netflix shows how haunting of a hill house and stuff like that you know where you put something in the background that mm-hmm. maybe kind of the hardcore horror fans would 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 see um, and I just love stuff like that because you know I, I get excited when I'm watching a movie with somebody and then the screen that you know you see like the killer or whatever in like a corner and no one really notices it. So I turn to my mom, like, did you see him? And she's like, what? Hereditary like, did that so well <laughs> Hereditary too. Hereditary does yeah. that. Um, There's a movie that I'm not really a fan of, but uh, what's the, 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 the curse of La Llorona does that too yep. a lot. And I just love horror when it does stuff like that, where it doesn't really hit me right in the face. This is kind of like a lingering presence is in the movie. And they do that a lot with Candyman here. And I'm, yeah, I you, thought that you, was all great. You constantly want to be looking at, you know, not the focal point of the shot. Like you want to be looking right. at the darker corners. You want to be looking at the other places. So that's why the, the kill that you guys are talking about in the, in the condo or in the apartment complex, um, that one's like really great because that is kind of your focal point. But the, all these other things, we're seeing people just going about their daily lives or their night, you know, in all of these other apartments while this is going on. And it's just such an interesting juxtaposition that kind of kind of comes back to this, the one of the themes of the film, right? This idea of gentrification and like how, mm-hmm. how we have all of this going on. Um, uh, not just gentrification, but also, also uh, just, um, you know, differences in, in people's experiences and what, what's happening. So all these other people are just going on in their daily lives, not knowing that these other things are occurring so close to them. Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, so I just stuff like that, just like the deeper meaning of the movie. Uh, I was really hesitant. I was really scared going into the movie regarding like, people saying um, people, a lot of people calling it a mess and this, that, and third. I was just trying to. I was really Ooh, man. kind of people yeah, throw was, that word "mess" around like on uh, every other review. I, I, it, uh, I, I, it's so hard for me to have seen a mess. I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm still kind of confused on what's messy this is this is like my second pod review on it and 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 Mm -hmm. if people seem to have gripes with the screenplay and i guess i'm not really sure now Alyssa, between the three of us you definitely feel it seemed like you know it sticks out more regards to the story did it feel messy specifically that word messy to you i would (laughs) not say messy i i don't think (laughs) um i think it 
for the most part, makes sense. And I, I think that is, at least for me, if something seems messy, it just doesn't really go together. It doesn't make mm -hmm. sense. And this one makes sense. I guess I guess if I had to say anything was messy about the script, it was that transition from the second to third act. Um, yeah, for sure. But, gotcha. but okay. other than that, like I just I just think that the plot was not the focal point. And so I think mm. that is really my major issue with the script. It's not that the script is messy. Um, and, you know, I'm not sure that I think they were, I don't know, I, I feel like they could have done something a little more creative with connecting the two films, um, you know, as making this a sequel. You know, I really like what they did, but it, it feels like they didn't expand on some of that stuff enough or do as many things as they could have done to connect them to really make this I don't know. It, it feels like it's missing a little something there, but I would not say that it's messy by, by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. That's what I saw all like the entire weekend. And I'm like, Oh man, man, am I really not going to like it? And <laughs> wait, the movie was happening. The movie was happening and happening and happening. I think I was like an hour and I'm like, I like this. I don't know what anyone was talking about, but like, I, um, I, I just, I just, I, I, I personally, I personally uh, think that people was expect. Okay, hear me out. I feel like people was ex was expecting a Jordan Peele film, just by all the marketing mm -hmm. and just by by going into it and how everyone and their mamas don't know how to don't know who the director of the movie is for some weird reason. So everyone is everyone was expecting a Jordan feel a Jordan Peele film where it's just super super serious when it comes to super serious when it comes to like its overall theme and i don't think the movie was really going for that i think the movie was just trying to highlight uh what happens in like certain communities and the, and i'm definitely someone who for from for someone who can understand uh, gentrification uh it's happening in boston right now like a lot of a lot of low class low class neighborhoods are starting to get kind of remodeled to look kind of more modern like there's a there's a there's a theater there's like an area in uh, Boston called South Bay, and that is already kind of getting, it's been remodeled already. They just added the AMC theater over there to, you know, to look more luxurious and high class to kind of push out the uh, the homeless and the drug addicts and stuff. And, the, and that's happened in this movie, but it's not so banged on, it's not so banged on your head like a Jordan Peele movie would have done. Um, I think that's just what happened here. I thought the acting was all really good. I I yeah. don't know. I thought Yaya was great. I thought Tiana Paris was great. Uh, I just I liked. I really liked it. And I don't understand. I'm I'm never afraid to go online and say if I disliked a popular movie that's like widely liked and loved, or if I loved a movie that's widely hated or whatever. Um, you know, the lighthouse, whatever like that. <laughs> but I, I really enjoyed this. I had a lot of fun with the kid, with the slasher elements of the movie. Uh, I just, I really, I, I, I was enjoying myself and um, the kills were great. The, just the, uh, just the candy man kind of lore. It's just such an interesting idea to me of just mm -hmm. like where the mythos is and, and just like when the opening kind of stick stuff that they were doing, I thought that was like really, really cool. Um, I mean, you know, like the stick so, figures. This is the thing yeah. that was kind of getting me, right? And yeah, I, I was a little unsure if folks like one, you know, I had tweeted that Candyman is a curated, you know, uh, cultural experience film, right? There's a segment of moviegoers that have grown up with this film since we were kids, 
right? And I feel like that this story is going to hit harder for some as it is for others. And I, I guess there is that battle, right? You know, the film that you create, the art that you make, right? Um, do you have it for a specific audience or you want to kind of cater to more of a general audience? Mm-hmm. The themes that are explored here, like just because the, and this is the curse of a black film, right? Just because this is a black film doesn't mean that the social commentary has to be the driving force. It's fine for it to for be sure. a little – and I think that's what the problem is, right? Folks saw that Jordan Peele literally in his first project hit a grand slam, knocked that ball out the damn park, would get out, right? And that's like he's he's set the bar so incredibly high that anything that he's attached his name to going forward needs to be get out or better, right? I loved Us. I watched it, the film nine times, and it's still not as great as Get Out, but I have fun with it. Every time I've not watched Get Out as much as I've watched Us because there's so many other things that are going at work. But just because this is a black film doesn't mean that one, if it decides to broach social commentary, that it needs to be the driving force and needs to be hit home thematically. And yeah, I do have a little bit of a problem of like, you know, non black and brown voices telling me that something's messy because it didn't do it to the way that they liked it. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's another commentary unto itself. Um, I think it's cool that we could touch on these things because let me tell you right now for folks that are listening to this podcast and you should be doing it very regularly um, in black and brown households social commentary is not a conversation that we're having every day because it's exhausting but it does of come course, up. Absolutely. And in this film it comes up it's made of a point and it's okay if we let it go. You want to know why? Because it doesn't have to drive the entirety of our lives because there's nothing that we can do to change it because we did not create the problem. Okay, we had to be able to live within the problem. So the people at Cabrini Green, you think they're going around talking about, you know, gentrification? No, they were just pushed out. So it was brought up a very few amount of times inside this film. And that absolutely is fine. I'm trusting the creator with her lens to be able to craft this horror story first. The five principles of filmmaking when it comes to Kobe, right? Do I believe in this world? Do I believe in these characters? Do I believe in the conflict and their goals? And did they meet them? And I feel like everything was checked off. This is a ghost story. What fuels ghost stories? The story being told and retold. Ultimately, the plot of this film to me feels very basic. A monster cannot grow its legend if people don't talk about it. Because of gentrification, they literally say in the text of this film, the people that were in this neighborhood are gone. Alyssa, Dwayne, who is there to talk about the legend of Candyman? No one. That's why we have the scene of these high school girls talking about it. They've never heard of Candyman because it's disappeared. But when we have this, all it took was um, Brianna, Tiana Paris's character, her brother, talk about the ghost story. Okay, and first off, I'm going to cut you off. He was go. great. He was so good. <laughs> he was so good. And, 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 and I've heard folks say, oh, I wish I would have gotten more from those characters. Why? Yeah. Why? When Halloween came out a couple years ago and it was a reboot, you know, sequel that was forgetting all the subsequent sequels that have come out and it's literally doing it from the first one. This takes that same thing, you know, universal, you know, doing it again. Right. Um, I don't need like there's other side characters. That was never a question for anybody else when they watch that movie. Why is it to this one? And granted, I think that it was great for representation. I, you know, like, oh, I would have wanted them to be like be in peril more and this and this and that. As critics and movie reviewers, we have to stop trying to write the film and critique the art as is. We keep saying, oh, I would have did it. Well, get your ass up and go write it. <laughs> you know I, what I'm saying? I, I personally, okay, so I also, I part of me also feels like people were just jarred that at the end of the day, this is, this is a slasher movie. That's how... 
That's, yeah. I mean, Candyman is a, is a slasher. That's how yeah. it is. So I think people were just, oh God, this is like they're killing, they're killing people in the bathroom. I don't that's, know, if folks knew what movie that they were going into. I, that's yeah. what I, that's kind of like what I feel like, and you know, um, and I I just was I from the trailer, especially the first one. I wasn't a fan of the second trailer, but I love the first trailer. Yes. I was expecting a, a slasher filmed with with a black cast and that's what i got in a way um there's more to it of course yeah but that's what i was expecting um and i loved all of that i loved um i just i loved i i i, I didn't love the movie but i i loved the like i said i, I loved the first hour and 15 minutes mm-hmm. i do think i did not realize the runtime was so damn short i think this movie should have been at least tacked on another 20 minutes because like stuff kind of yeah. moves uh it, it, even, it's very it's very abrupt you know and and, and you know we gotta say like, i mean we're, we're spoiling this right Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So but, it's Com Domingo. It's it's pretty much it's that choice that felt it went from zero to sixty. Like whoa, um, yeah, right. Yeah. So we'll get into like full flesh real yeah, quick. Yeah. But before before we get into it, I just thought even like the like the, the beginning, right? I thought like like I thought Yaya's character got to Cabrini Green too quick. I, I did think okay. the, I felt like things were just moving really uh, like really quickly when they I don't know if they were I don't know if they were told to make this short or something. I think I think even Halloween like 2018. If you want to go kind of that was short too, right? I, I don't I don't remember it being this short. Like an hour and a half is like oof. I think the last hour and a half movie that felt kind of jarring was A Quiet Place Part Two. I think A Quiet Place Part Two was like an hour. 36 or something like that but um i i do think the movie could have been at least another you could attack another kind of development not not character development but just development in the story um so i do that's i do feel like that's where it kind of it kind of gets kind of shaky as far as a move as far as the movie goes so um i'm trying to see trying to find the runtime of halloween an hour and 46 minutes yeah, Which I got. I, think, I mean, that's. I mean, I guess maybe that's a sweet spot because you're. We're talking about asking for like another ten to twenty minutes. Um, I, I, I can feel where you're coming from. Where in the first act, it seems that we have, you know, uh, Anthony uh, McCoy, um, moving from his not so great showing. Well, no, actually, it's even before that. He does kind of get. He, you know, he he gets that. You know, his piece played at the art gallery really quickly. He he moves from the ghost story to trying to search for some type of inspiration because he hasn't worked in two years. And literally, you know, the story that's told that's told by Troy, um, it just inspires him. And you know, bam, he 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 throws out a piece like it's nothing. Um, but but then I think what made it acceptable to me and why I believe in that choice is that yeah. ultimately who he is in relevance to the story and Cabrini Green. Mm-hmm. And I can kind of relate to his character as far as like every you know the you know the girlfriend is super successful and everyone's mm-hmm. asking why are you with this bum or whatever like that. Um, you know, that's part has happened in my in my own relationship in a way. So. I um especially when you have uh, oh, when you're have, not a bum, but okay. So what I well, obvi- well I mean, listen, I do okay, but <laughs> like when you think of okay, so when you when you think of like what I liked about this movie because as far as it being relatable, I, I I'm 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 more talking about like when you have when you're dating someone like as a girl, you're dating someone whose whose aspirations is art. And it's like it's writing. It's 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 like you know it's being an artist. It's like music or whatever stuff like that takes time to move. Rather than I'm a lawyer or I'm a doctor. You know what I mean? When you have these characters, or just in real life, when you when you're dating someone who's wildly successful with what they do because of school or whatever like that. But they but you're the artist and you're like the 
the overachiever as far as like, I want to be a writer. I want to be an, an, an author. I want to be, you know what I mean? I want to focus on music. I want to be a creator in a way, right? Whether it's like you, like a YouTuber and stuff like that as well too, you know? Um, I, I like that aspect of the relationship between Tiana Paris and uh, Yaya Abdul-Mateen. So that was one of my favorite parts. But all right, going into the... We're hitting the 30-minute mark. So going into spoilers for the movie. If you haven't seen the movie, check it out. Uh, spoilers in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. So we're... Okay, so the ending. <laughs> Tiana Paris goes into the laundromat, and I'm thinking at this point we have like 30 minutes or like 20-something minutes left. And something happens to her. She gets she gets grabbed by Coleman Domingo. And then all of a sudden, he's like this crazy, like super campy horror crazy person. And I'm like, what is going on? Then he's explaining stuff. Then they kind of show what, the, what happens in the trailer with Yaya's character. His body's all gross and nasty, which I thought that was all really gross stuff. But, in, you know, but, but for the good, as far as horror goes. As far as the body, the body horror when it came to his his arm and the fingers and all that stuff and the nail. <laughs> yeah, yo, yeah. I'm, did anybody not think of the fly with the nail? Yeah, I. Oof, it was yeah. it was really gross. I I was grossed out seeing his body transform. I was squirming in my seat. Yeah, but, it I was mean, gross. You know, it's crazy. So this is the second movie this year. We've got this Coma Domingo flip, right? We got this, and we got uh, Lo- uh, Zola, right? And mm-hmm. it's like, whoa! But like in Zola. It, it, I don't want to say the word earned. I, I think that's very cheap uh, criticism mm-hmm. too. Um, I just think that it was written better in Zola. Um, here, it, we, we, we go so fast where usually when we can see a possible turn in a character, there's some foreshadowing. I saw very little foreshadowing from, uh, from that character throughout the entirety of the film that when it happened – I thought I missed something. And I was like, yo, was I in this film taking right? notes? Yeah. I'm like, that's how like, I felt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and because like if an audience can can feel that, it doesn't allow them to go for the ride all the same because we're trying to guess what did I just miss? Because there could have been a scene where when um when when Brianna goes to the laundromat and she sees newspaper clippings about all of these things where he's been trying to find essentially the offering that was supposed to be made to Candyman. And I can understand this specific character being an acolyte for Candyman, him understanding what Candyman's purpose is um, since the late 1800s to what he needs to be, right? Um, and, you know, maybe he's been marked or something along those lines. And, like, you know, like the, the some- only thing, so sorry to cut you off. The only oh, no, thing that I, I could think of that as that, like, sort of making it make sense is that he's the reason. You know, or he feels responsible, or he's sort of the reason why mm-hmm. Sherman was killed because yeah. he screamed mm-hmm. when he was a kid, and that brought the cops in, and then right. Sherman was killed. So that's like the only thing that I could think of, and that he feels guilty about that, or that he has some sort of connection now that he needs mm-hmm. to, you know, something. That's like the only thing that I I got out of it, and it's not something that I would have made the connection beforehand right so that would have made me think that it would be leading to what it leads to um so have either of you guys seen it twice or or more than once yet i want to i Uh, i saw it i'm just curious if if you picked up on anything a second time i I saw it friday but but i definitely want to go back again and see it in the theater it's a great theater experience but i um yeah so okay so regarding his character okay before we get into the ending i have to talk about the death of i forget her name but it was the apartment death that I love so much. The art critic. critic. She says his name, but then, you know, nothing kind of happens to her. And then Yaya's kind of going crazy and he leaves. And then the camera pans out 
And then I'm like, okay, this is a nice little fade. You fade mm-hmm. to the next shot or whatever. And then like you and you and if you're not paying attention to the movie or you're doing something, you can miss it kind yeah. of if you're yeah. just not paying attention. And like she gets grabbed and you don't see Candyman. She gets hooked and lifted and then she gets dragged across the windows. And I was like, oh my god, this is great. I'm sorry, I know it's <laughs> kind of gruesome, but I was like, this that is such a great scene and stuff i loved it I, I, and i think it's like when horror can do something new like that i think it's great um you know not everything needs to be like hey here death and stuff so yeah. i i liked all of that um i is okay so back to the ending uh i did like the performances at the ending as far as like what was happening um they they do the they do the thing where um Jordan Peele kind of has a reputation of doing this with the horror movie uh, when he has the character, the character kind of sit still and cry. Um, and if you, and if you're not paying attention, like Yaya does the same thing where his arm is getting like, is getting severed and he, he's like crying and stuff and like just, that. That, and that tear just like leaks down. Yeah. And I love, I thought that was, I thought that was really, really powerful and good, but I was just, when this all was happening, I was so confused. I was like, bro, what? And then, you kind of see a, tra- a transformation of his Candyman. I guess he is Candyman now. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Tiana and Coleman fight, and she kills him. Okay, then yeah, it, it, it definitely. In. It was, I was a little like, unclear as to like because he said like you know you're gonna be the witness, and I I wish there was something more written that like like what's the importance of the witness right? It kind of felt like what it was trying to do in Spiral, where you know it seemed like the goal of you know, the new killer at the end of that film, spoiler alert, um, was to be able to create this police, you know, shooting incident, right? And that's kind of yeah, like what yeah. was happening here. And ultimately, the only way that could kind of sell that is, you know, Brianna's, the character in the films uh, uh, that played by Tiana Paris, her choice to say the name, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish that that scene, it was written okay, but unfortunately, the guy who's playing the cop, he's not a good actor. His performance like kind of deflated the tension that was there. That was rough. I did. I did. You know, I'm like, oh god. And and unfortunately, and and, and I don't know if it's me, but I feel like there was parts of the film where the writing was not the best, and a better actor could have like elevated that. Mm. Particularly when we have our two white characters in the movie die at the art scene. Yo, that performance is so ass. And that dialogue. Oh, he literally says, "Must go faster." I'm like, "Yes, I'm like me." Yo, I'm like, "What is going on? Is this guy serious?" Like, in all of that character's dialogue, even without like when he when um when when Anthony said something about him, like you know, I guess you know, getting um like date what like morning after pills or something like that. Like mm-hmm. it, yeah. all of that delivery was just so off. I have no idea who's responsible for those lines, mm-hmm. but better actors could have delivered them with better timing where it's not, it's, it's not as bad. And just unfortunately that entire scene was performed badly, even though the kill was so good. And it's the same thing at the end of the movie where it should have taken its time. We should have had like a veteran actor, like, um, I oh mean, I'm like, like, like a, like a, like a, like a, like a, a Gary Sinise type or something. Um, I don't take anybody, take any of the good quality actors that were inside of them. What's that? The black and blue movie. Um, no, no. 21 bridges. Take one of those veteran movies, actors, yeah. cops, right? Where they come in there. Cause like, that's the thing we just can't depict bad cops as bad cops, right? They've got to be these kind of cops that try to coerce it. Like, Oh my God, are you okay? You know, uh, this is just is absolutely crazy. Listen, you know, my, my guy, he had to do it. He had to do it. Are you Okay. I mean, you saw what happened, right? But if there's a certain way that those lines have to be delivered where even though she knows this is bullshit that you killed my boyfriend in my arms, right? She almost has to be convinced that, oh, this guy's right. 
And then she has to snap out of it and be like, no, wait a minute. No, he didn't do this, right? That's the timing and the pacing that we needed. So if anybody who I've seen people talk about pacing problems, I can understand in some instances where, you know, if we're if we're screenwriters ourselves, there's a certain way that you can pace the scene performance-wise and direct it. Um, mm-hmm. But it really needs the script to be at its best and the performances to all kind of work together, that collaborative part. And then I wanted her to kind of slowly, because it felt weird for her to, can you turn the mirror to me? I needed that to be, to take its time, like another beat, right? Where she's like trying to be overcome with the fact that her boyfriend just died in her arms. And she's like, I, 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 I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I look like a mess or something. I, can I, can you turn the mirror to me, please? Like, just turn the mirror to me, please. Is, and then, that, then she, then she mutters. Yeah. And then she just mutters, <laughs> under, she mutters under her breath and just says, candy man. And looks at the screen. Can, you know, like I was so baffled. Like I was like, "What kind of cop does it?" He just like, it's "What did you it. say?" And I'm like, "You gotta, re- yeah. you really gotta let her say this five times." And I was just like, "I don't know." I um, I okay. So I need help. The ending. The they 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 came in and they shot Yaya. Right? Yeah. Was he standing? Was oh, was he was, he was, like, he was in her arms? arms. Floor? Okay, so why did they, that makes no sense? If he's, oh, uh, I mean, bro, cop, cops shoot. They come in, they I shoot know, things. No, but they, they shoot black. They shoot black things. Black things that move. I would have. I would have loved that they were. It would have made more sense that they were standing and then yes. they shot him. But it just thought it was, uh, guys on the floor. Uh, shoot him. Uh, what? <laughs> but, what? What? What you would have? What you? What? What should have been? What? What should have been heard is. Um, sir, drop what's in your hand. He can't because it's in or his something. arm. And, he, and right? he's holding his arms up, and then they shoot. Fine. Okay. Yes. Then, uh, then the the car scene was a little weird to me because I'm yep. like, what kind of cop would just be like, yeah, sure, here's the mirror, ma'am. You know. Um. So I thought that was a little weird. I would have maybe it would have been kind of cooler if she wasn't in the car. Maybe they. Yeah. Okay. So maybe they. Take but her I guess what's, what's what's cool about her being in the car is the fact that it then plays into getting the kills with the reflection of her being around the car because we only see Anthony become Candyman through the reflection of the car mirrors. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. What would have been better written is that she doesn't ask for the mirror. She's just already in shot of the mirror anyway, right? And then lastly, the kills were great. The kills was cool. Yes. You know, it was it was great. He's killing the cops. Makes sense. I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially in 2021. Okay. Now, I'm so I'm waiting in this movie, right? I'm waiting for a cameo. And I'm like, where is yes. this guy? Where is this guy at? I'm like, where is this guy at? I already heard the rumors that he's in this. They kind of confirmed it in a way. Where is this fella at? So uh, this movie's it's 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 making its run. It's like almost about to go off. I'm like, is this, is this gonna be like a post credit scene where he shows up? Where is he gonna come up? And then he comes up in the most randomest fashion. And I said, what? And then the movie ends. And I said, that was the cameo. He just he just appears now. I didn't I didn't it didn't make sense to me at all. I liked seeing him. You know, Tony Todd is great. And yeah. I was like, what? Like I I I didn't it's think a it weird made choice. I thought he was going to be like moment. a flashback. I feel like that yeah. would have been made more sense. Like, you know, with his, I thought it was a cool twist that the mom was the original person, you know, all that was, that was cool, great. but I thought it was going to be like a flashback with him and then, or he's in a dream or something. I just thought it was super just, we got to, we got to put him in the movie for fans, but let's just yeah. put him in the movie where it doesn't really make sense. Maybe I didn't, maybe I got to watch it again, so- but Go ahead. Yeah, can you make sense of this, Alyssa? Uh, not really, but I think <laughs> though, I think I kind of get what they were going for. So, 
rather than having Candyman just be this single kind of manifestation of um, Daniel Robitaille from the 1890s, right? Like they kind of mm-hmm. go through this being like Candyman is more up to the- He's not a he, he's the whole damn hive. Right, mm-hmm. right. So it's like this idea that, yeah, Candyman could be the, you know, Tony Todd Candyman, but it could also be the Sherman guy, right? And it's Sherman mm-hmm. for- uh, Coleman Domingo's character and mm-hmm. you know and so it's this idea that Candyman can be whoever is the the victim or kind of the um uh the, the person that these injustices are perpetrated against right so then uh Anthony becomes Candyman and that's the Candyman that um that Brianna's generation and so it's right. and so I kind of get that but like I I don't think they did it well because like I agree. They, they could have done and again this is kind of getting into like what colby was saying well, well you you make the movie right but like i feel like they could have <laughs> they could have done something with like multiple candy men and like well, we everybody see, well, we see them depend- we see them yeah. in the reflection but like the people who like based on like the story that you hear that mm-hmm. should be the candy man that appears to you and that's why i thought I can, you know, ah, we, we kind of, okay. we kind of get, um, we get a little bit of Helen Lyle in the voiceover, right, from her audio recordings, which um, is good. It was, and, it was, it was a good thought, selection. Yeah, but I kind of thought that, like, because you know, for spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen the original uh, Candyman, right? Like, she becomes Candyman kind yes. of at the end. And, like, we never get any more continuation of that in the sequels, right? It goes back to Tony Todd's Candyman. Um, and mm-hmm. so. I thought that like maybe she was going to pop up at some point, right? That she would be the one that would appear to Anthony because that was the Helen Lyle story was the one that he heard, right? But like Coleman Domingo would see, uh, you know, Sherman one. And like, I thought like they could have done something with that. And I think that's what they were kind of going for with showing Tony Todd at the end. But it could be, it could be that they're setting up for a sequel, you know, that could do something with that. I agree with you. This is the reason why I, I think you're right as far as like there's multiple kind of is based off of whoever is dealing with it you know what i mean and i liked i like that aspect of it so coleman domingo is the sherman guy and this person is that person that's why maybe maybe when we get like a flashback of uh of yeah anthony right Mm -hmm. let's say we get like a flashback of anthony and he, he he like his first encounter with like a candy man or kind of seeing it is the tony todd one that would have been kind of cool to me. Well, like, it would, okay, it would, have, so, it would have had to have been, right? Right. So he, so now he is the one who, like, his version of Candyman is Tony Todd, but then this person's version of Candyman is Sherman, and this person's version of Candy, like, it's a. Then you kind of establish the. It's a whole high, but when they, when you're trying to move in like twenty in like ten minutes, not even twenty, in like ten minutes to try to establish what's going on here, it just gets so confusing. So Tony Todd was great to see. He was de-aged, obviously, um, but he was great to see. Um, it, but I was like, what? Uh, but I, I, um, <laughs> I liked it. I just, like I said, I loved the first 15, the first hour and 15 minutes of the movie. It's the same thing with us, the movie us. I loved the first hour. Correct. However, the long. moment we go downstairs, I'm like, yeah, the huh? moment we go downstairs and things start to get explained and they start doing gymnastic downstairs in the hallway. I'm like, what is going-? I'm like however, what I'll is say this going on. I, I wonder, I, I, I would love to hear Nia DaCosta's process, right? Because one of the things that hooked me in the first trailer of Candyman was this horror remix orchestral of say my name right and i felt like that's what was made the brilliance in us with i've got five on it right and the good thing is in us 
we got to have that song in the film and we never got say my name and i thought the perfect place to put it was at the end when candy when anthony becomes candy man and like that's his chance to kind of like say my name say my (laughs) right there he's killing all the cops and stuff but nia de is like well i'm pretty sure if i do that then people are gonna be like oh she's biting off of us so I'm just not gonna or, it. or I mean, listen, if the cop, if you really want to get kind of goofy, um, the cop turns on the radio while she's in the car, and then that's that, it's that song. In and the then same way and, that, uh, that Elizabeth uh, Moss turned on the radio. Right, and then he's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, it's too, you know, you gotta, these moments have to breathe. So you put yes. it in the car, literally she gets in the car, and it's like, can't even, can't even, blah, blah, blah. and it goes all over the place, right? You get in the car, let her breathe, he's like. It's too quiet in here. He turns on the radio and then it's the Say My Name song, right? But then she says that she turns it down, obviously. You know, you got to get, get them lines in. Mm-hmm. And then she starts to say Candyman. And then it, it picks up as like the altered version of the movie. Cause the same way kind of in Us, where at the end you get, you get like that that cool score at the end when they're doing the, you know, the, the, the acrobatics the fight. at the end. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, the dance fight. Like when you get that, you get that in the movie. I thought that was great, a great touch to it. But these movies like i just think more care needs to be dealt with when it comes to when it comes to the uh the endings and just the scripts of the movies i do yeah. agree with people who say that it falls apart at the end and i agree with that i think it not not completely falls off a cliff but like it just it kind it's of a, falls yeah, it's a it falls off i think it, it falls off a cliff Have you ever seen like a movie where something falls off a cliff but then it lands on another cliff like it is that. I think I like that better. It falls off a cliff, but it lands on another cliff. Yeah, I don't think it falls and plummets. I think it falls off a cliff, but then lands on like the little the little shelf that's like <laughs> that kind of breaks the fall. I think it does that because I'm just like eh, I don't know. And that's kind of how I, that's kind of how it was for me with us. The reason why I'm comparing the movies to like Us and Get Out not not because of Jordan Peele. I'm comparing those because when it comes to black horror films, we don't have many. So yeah. I I I just I'm comparing it with other films with you know with yeah. with black with a black cast and stuff like that and just like the same kind of social elements of it so plus i think us is kind of an apt comparison too because of the mirroring like yes. everything yeah, is yeah, mirrored exactly. and so like the reflection and mirrors play a really big part of this one too and for yeah. anyone out there who wants to know about jordan peele's next film okay uh tiana paris's character in this movie brianna says the title of the film expertly okay that's how you say it when she goes inside the laundromat and opens up the door and she says, nope, that's that's Jordan Peele's next movie. OK, like understand that particular inflection. Nope. That's I that's saw a lot it. of I saw yeah. a lot of YouTubers kind of say it as if it's like a question like, nope. I'm like, no, guys, oh, no, guys, you guys wrong. are doing it wrong. All wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, at the end of the day, um, I enjoyed the movie, but I do wish it would have ended on a much stronger note. Uh, but yeah, but everything. Like I, I think it does. I think the good does outweigh the the bad in the movie regarding just the uh, the, the slasher elements, the kills, the acting was great to me. Side characters was, was a lot of fun to watch. Um, I also one last thing that I'll say before going off the going off air. I wish it would have. I wish there would have been at least like one or two more kind of say my name scenes, like say somebody saying the name in the mirror and then like mm-hmm. they get killed. Um, there's about I think if I had to count, it's about three of those in the movie. One of them was like, I don't even know who that other kid was. Was that Coleman Domingo? I think was that Coleman. I think it was Coleman Where? when his sister yes, says his it sister. or something. Oh like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was great. That, that, that was the first time that I think that 
Sherman appears as Candyman to him, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I liked that. I would have loved to have a little bit more. Um, like, listen, I like with, the kids somebody, in the school. That one that felt almost too too different, right? Like, like why? Like it, was, why like it should have been in a different movie. Like, they were I, so. I actually agree. Yes, I understand, like how she knew, right? Because she was at the art was, uh, yeah, gallery that time. But like, it just felt so random. Like we didn't care at all about those kids, you know? Like and it like, shouldn't have been know? her. It sh- it should have been like it should have been tr- like Troy should have been like a teacher at a school or whatever, and was like you know just brought up in passing, and then that's how. You know, mm-hmm. it shouldn't have been this person who has one line. Troy is the one that started it by introducing, you know, the ghost story, you know, mm-hmm. at the at the mm-hmm. little meetup or what at the, you know, I guess the the, the housewarming, right? Um, right? And then he goes back to the school, and that girl's there, and they talk because that's how you spread, like essentially, like you know, the same thing that's with Freddy Krueger, right? He mm-hmm. grows with fear, but if people don't fear him, he like he has to like not, you know, he can't he can't he can't be right. So like yeah. that. And honestly, that's all I needed. Like, okay, I understand. I definitely, the dynamics. I definitely would have loved it more if it was more of a widespread kind of movie. Like, okay, my example, right? When you hear when scream is happening, the entire town is in is in fear, and the school's in fear. It's going into lockdown, and this, that, and the third, or like the or like that new Halloween sequel where it's like the entire town is shook. And this movie feels like only two people know about what's going on. And then, you know, like you hear a little, you you get the little news kind of stuff, but I still didn't feel like the entire, like Chicago was shook in a way. So I agree. I like this, the school scene, but it did feel a little disconnected with the Mm -hmm. entire movie. It it felt kind of just kind of dropped there. Like there was an idea to do a scene like that in the movie. Good choice of words. Disconnected. uh, Yeah. I, I, I loved, I, I love seeing teenagers get slashed. I'm sorry. I love these kind of movies and stuff like that. But I did, I did feel like it was a little kind of just, Here's an extra scene with Candyman and kids, and and a lot of the and a lot of the kills in that scene were you didn't see it, none of them actually. Um, you heard it, but I would like to have seen at least one of them. But I I get why you don't do it, but you know, actually no, I don't get it because in in Halloween, uh, Michael Myers he's stabbing everybody, kids, you know, adults, grown people, old people. So yeah, I would I would love to, I would have liked to see some of that kills, but um, I guess I will end. Uh, the review by saying once again i enjoyed the movie but just the ending kind of threw me off a little bit um but i think it's definitely word worthy of a, of a watch if you're kind of considering so um i'll go to you you two and ask you guys any final thoughts on Candyman. i'll start with you Alyssa. um yeah i i agree with you i i enjoyed it overall um i do think it had its issues but i don't think those issues are uh enough to warrant not seeing the film uh yeah yeah agreed uh colby how about you yeah, um, I think that this movie does everything that I wanted to do. Super cool, beautifully directed, amazing frames. I can't wait to get like the art book for this where I could just be able to see all these different images captured, you know, like on paper. Um, I think the music is cool. Go check out the album on Spotify. It's really, really good. I'm excited to see what happens next with Nia DaCosta. Like you said, we got the Marvels coming out soon. And I just want, I haven't, I haven't, I miss Little Woods because I can barely find it anywhere. Um, so yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know at some point it was on Hulu. I don't know if it's still on Hulu, but it go check out her. I was gonna okay. Watch it. Yeah, yeah, go check out her previous film, Little Woods. Um, uh, that what well, that's with the uh, oh goodness gracious, Valkyrie, um, T- Tessa Thompson, Tessa and Thompson, yeah. um, chick who's playing Pamela Anderson, uh, Lily James. Yeah, there we go. Um, so yeah, go go check that out. Definitely go check out the movie. I'm I'm glad that the box office 
um, is speaking, good. is, mm-hmm. is looking, yeah. you know, it's one of the, this is one of those movies where like, if I'm seeing film Twitter's more mixed in this film than I think the other critics and general audiences are, right? Like, I think it's like in the mid eighties on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I think it has a decent score on, on, on Metacritic and um, I, I'm excited for this film and its performance and um, yeah, go out there, watch it and let us know what you think. Yeah, for sure. Um, speaking of box office, listen, Kobe, you had a point. Hey, free, free guy. Let's it go. <laughs> it didn't do like the forty something million opening weekend, but the legs that the movie has is really great to see. Like it only last week is only a thirty percent drop, which is really this week only at twenty like twenty-seven. Yeah. So it it has really really good legs. I, I mean, I'd be surprised if they don't do a sequel. Um, in better times, you know what I mean, for like the next yeah. couple of years. But you had a point; it's doing really well. So, uh, yeah, the movie Candyman is also doing pretty good. It did about it did a good amount this weekend. I would have loved to see a little more, but you know it happens. But um, yeah. So with that being said, everyone, I think that is it for our review for Candyman. Lengthy review had a lot to discuss, <laughs> but um, thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. I'll go around get everyone's social medias. I'll start with you, Kobe. Let everyone know they can follow you. Yo, you can follow your boy. I'm on all the socials at Colby Told Me. That's K-O-L-B-Y-T-O-L-D-Me on Twitter, IG, sometimes TikTok and Clubhouse. So when they ask you where you heard it from, you can tell them Colby Told Me. Peace. All right. And Alyssa. Uh, yeah, you can find me at Mainly follow Movies. That. Yeah, I know. I, I don't have anything quite <laughs> as uh, prepared as that. But uh, you can find me uh uh, at mainly movies on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Letterboxd, all of the social media sites. All right. And you can follow me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94. And you can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinemania World. Um, the box office show will be tomorrow, everyone. And as far as the week goes, uh, our Shang-Chi review is already up. So if you want to go listen to it, uh, go ahead and it's to there. And as far as the mo- as far as the week goes, maybe a world show if the news is kind of heavy. Um, they usually start on Monday, so we'll see how the news is. And um, yeah, um, that is it, everyone. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Alyssa, and that was Kobe. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye bye.